This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah illadhi hadana lihadha wa ma kunna linahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. Wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سلك طريقهم وسار على نهجهم ودعا بدعوتهم إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فاتقوا الله عباد الله واتقوا يوما ترجعون فيه إلى الله ثم توفى كل نفس ما كسبت وهم لا يظلمون My brothers and sisters in Islam It is important for every single one of us to know that the true belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very closely connected to the balance between hope and fear. A person who has the correct balance between the hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and the fear from his punishment will be able to lead a life that is the best spiritually and at the same time full of contentment whilst going through the difficulties of this dunya. However, in today's world where we find ourselves facing great difficulty we find ourselves facing so many other issues where people have been diverted people are becoming so materialistic and at the same time people have so many different issues relating to one another not everyone is on the same spiritual level not everyone is on the same spiritual level not everyone has the same goal and aim in life. So, so many people are drowning in trying to live a life of comfort that we forget sometimes the link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is important at this particular time to reiterate and to stress that people can let us down, but Allah will never let us down. If a person promises you, he might break his promise because of his weakness. Although as believers, we should not be breaking our promises. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never ever let us down. If He promises, He will always fulfill that promise. So it is the hope in Allah that we have over and above everything else. Sometimes we try our best. We have a salary, we have a family, we have so many good things in life, but we are let down sometimes by various aspects. We have the loss of a family member. May Allah grant them all Jannah. We have sometimes turbulence in marriage for reasons that are beyond our control sometimes. We have sometimes disability of our own selves or children. All these are challenges that we are facing. But if we have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be able to understand the bigger picture. We will be able to realize that there is something more than just the material goodness of this world or the pleasure of this particular dunya. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has in the Qur'an made it very very clear that He loves to forgive. And He loves us so much that He gets so happy when we seek forgiveness. Never ever do we find in the Qur'an Allah saying that He will reject the tawbah of an individual who does tawbah correctly. If I am to repent to Allah, never ever will He reject it. Have you thought about that? It's amazing. It's a gift of Allah. If you turn to Allah, and if you ask Him to forgive you, 
regretting your sin, admitting your fault, asking for forgiveness, promising not to do it again, He will definitely forgive the sin and wipe it out. Imagine how merciful He is. So, shaitan does not like this because from the very beginning, from the time of Adam alayhi salam, shaitan promised that he will definitely lead man astray and he will make sure that man worships all besides Allah. So Allah says, you can do what you like, shaitan, but I know my worshippers. When they turn to me, I will forgive them completely. Amazing. This is why in a narration the Prophet wasallam says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that whoever strives to come to me even a hand span, I come to him an entire foot. Which means no matter how much we try to get closer to Allah, Allah gets even closer to us. The trial is ours. If a person walks towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, I rush towards him, meaning... I will come to him faster and quicker than he can come to me. How many of us are ready to try to walk towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We leave the sins that are glaring us in our faces as we walk out of the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the societies and communities we live in. Sin has become so easy. To cheat a person to make a dollar or a little bit of money has become so easy. But to lead an upright life has become more and more difficult. So in these days it's important for us to know, Allah loves you my brother. Allah loves you my sister. And He is waiting for you to turn to Him. And if you turn to Him, never ever feel despairing. Never feel rejected. Because that rejection is definitely a sign of the clutches of the devil. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell my worshippers, look at the word used, Allah says, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِي Say, O Muhammad O my worshippers, which means the worshippers of Allah, O my worshippers who have transgressed against themselves. So a person who has transgressed against himself, and he has made that oppression by sinning against himself, he is still known as the worshipper of Allah. Allah says, Ibadi, my worshippers. Amazing. Imagine the rejection. If, if the rejection was the precedent, Allah would not say, O my worshippers. Allah would say, O worshippers of the devil who have transgressed against themselves. That's what he would have said. But no, he wants to reiterate that the precedent is, you are my worshippers. You are my worshippers. Even if you have faltered a little bit here and there, you need to know what is the rest of the message. So what is the rest of the message? Allah says, O my worshippers who have sinned against themselves, never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Amazing. Allah is saying, O oh my worshippers who have wronged against themselves, who have sinned against themselves, never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed, He will forgive all your sins. Inna Allah Indeed, Allah will forgive the sins, all of them. For as long as we repent, we will be considered the worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
innahu huwal ghafurur rahim indeed it is he who is most forgiving most merciful imagine allah is declaring that he is most forgiving most merciful from this the ulama of tafsir have explained that those who lose hope in the mercy of allah have then dwindled into the obedience of the devil because it is the devil that makes us lose hope in the mercy of allah we have allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us that i am the most forgiving the most merciful i consider you my worshippers and the devil says no allah is not forgiving you he will not forgive so we have two statements the statement of the devil trying to convince us that allah will not forgive us because we have gone beyond the limit and we have the statement of allah saying that i will forgive you for as long as you are asking for that forgiveness feeling the regret which statement is more powerful وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا Can there be anyone more truthful than Allah in His statements and in what He says? No, Allah is the most truthful. He is the truth. In fact, one of His names, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us and to grant us from that mercy. Ameen. So my brothers and sisters, no matter what you have done, let there be a turning point in your life sooner than later i do not have a guarantee as to how long i am going to live but i have a guarantee that i am going to meet with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i do not have a guarantee about life but i have a guarantee about death have you thought of that if i were to ask you can you guarantee me you are going to live you have to say i cannot guarantee you And if I were to ask, can you guarantee me that you are going to die? You will say, yes, I guarantee that. Allahu Akbar. Yet we lead our lives the opposite way around. The other way around. As though we have a guarantee for life and as though death is never going to come to us. If I were to ask you now, who feels like they are going to last up to the end of the sermon? A lot of us might not put up our hands, but within ourselves we will say, I think I will last. I think I will last. That is the nature of man. where shaitan keeps on push us further and further another 5 minutes another 10 minutes and this is why we lack preparation for the day we are going to meet the superb the greatest the most beautiful of all subhanallah my maker and yours if you feel there is someone good looking if you feel there is a person of the opposite sex that you are attracted to you need to know all these are just the creatures of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mere mortals whom as a overtakes them they begin to wrinkle whether they like it or not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have no clue subhana rabbi al-a'la the only preparation we have is the hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together with the few deeds that we are trying to engage in my brothers and sisters what a delightful feeling when we think that Allah loves us no matter what you've done there is never a time when you are a right off or when you are written off completely allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not do that a person who associates in the worship of others besides allah even that person for as long as they are living for as long as they are breathing they can always turn back to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala worship him alone turn to him alone that is the whole purpose of creation was for us to worship allah alone iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in 
We utter this so many times a day in salah. Your salah is not complete. Your rak'ah, your unit is not complete unless you have uttered the words, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we worship. You alone we ask for help. Have you ever asked yourself, why is it that Allah makes us repeat this every single unit of salah? Why is it that this statement is so important? The reason is the entire dunya, the whole universe, an entire creation has been created upon that particular verse. You alone, our maker, shall we worship. You alone shall we ask for help. When a person dies on the condition of association of partnership with Allah and they have not engaged in tawbah, then they have asked for trouble. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. The only time Allah says, I will not forgive. Imagine, like we say, Allah will always forgive for as long as you have asked for forgiveness. The sahaba radiallahu anhum, the companions of Muhammad, may peace be upon him, and may Allah's blessings be upon them all, before they accepted Islam, almost all of them were known as mushrikeen. They used to worship stones, they used to worship sticks and idols, sometimes even a portion of their food and so on, and they used to have these items and elements of creation that they used to worship. Even with them, they were transformed into the best of creation after the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, immediately upon declaring, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah, my Maker, the one who made me. Nobody is going to extract out of me an act of worship besides my Maker. That is what is also meant by Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Nobody is going to be worshipped by me besides my own maker. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the one who will teach me how to worship that same maker of mine. وَأَشْحَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ He was a messenger that came from the maker to teach us what the maker wants of us. This is why it's important for us to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not just leave us without a guide. He sent a guide to us. The difficulty is we are too lazy to go through the message of Allah that was brought to us through the same guide. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us paradise through the intercession of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those who then die in the condition of shirk, Allah says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَن يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَن يَشَاءُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive those who die upon shirk, who die upon association of partnership with Allah at all, unless obviously they have sought forgiveness prior to death. And He says He will forgive besides that, Anyone and anything that he wills and he wishes. Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. But if a person has asked for trouble, then it is up to Allah how he will deal with them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us all. We are still living, my brothers and sisters. We are still breathing. We need to constantly ask for the forgiveness of Allah, hoping in His mercy. So if you look at the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you will find something very interesting. 
He was a Nabi of Allah. He was the best of creation. He was the highest of all the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was on the right on the top. He was sinless, spotless. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept it such that he, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, used to ask Allah's forgiveness up to a hundred times a day, although he did not need it at all. So what was the purpose? One of the purposes is, O oh, you followers of Muhammad, may peace be upon him, do you engage in that type of seeking of forgiveness up to a hundred times a day, following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam's example? The answer in most of our cases is no, we don't. If I were to ask you, and you can answer it in your heart, how many of us seek forgiveness of Allah up to a hundred times a day? A lot of us would think to ourselves, we don't. And those who do sometimes, we just have a small counter known as a sabha or a tasbih, and we pay lip service to the seeking of forgiveness by saying astaghfirullah so quick that even the latest of the motor vehicles cannot move that fast. Allahu Akbar. It happens. Where we don't even know what we've uttered. We say words with our tongues and we don't even mean it. As soon as we've said one full tasbih of istighfar, we think that that is the best way of doing things. As we walk out of the masjid, we are back in the same sin that we committed before we walked into the masjid. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So, how can we have hope in the mercy of Allah when we don't even ask for His forgiveness? It is only those who want to turn to Allah that Allah will guide and have mercy upon when we say blanket mercy, which means completely. You are looking for the mercy of Allah. Ya Rahimu, Ya Rahmanu, O most forgiving, O most merciful, forgive me, Ya Allah. Say that in a language you understand. Repeat it so many times a day, O most merciful. I am a person who has sinned. Some of the sins I know, some are major, some are minor. Some of the sins I don't even know I've committed, O my owner. Forgive me, have mercy on me, believe me. Those type of warm statements that will come from your heart, they will result in the elevation of your status in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will definitely have mercy upon you. You feel a calm upon your heart if you have uttered those words in an upright way, in the correct way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on all of us. So Allah is the most merciful. So, so merciful that when a person has declared his acceptance of Islam, the hadith says, إِنَّ الْإِسْلَامَ يَجُبُّ مَا قَبْلَهِ that Islam, when you accept Islam, it deletes the evil that you have done in the past. What about the good that you have done in the past? If a person has done bad in the past, and then they accept Islam, the bad is wiped out, but the good remains. Imagine. Did you know that? The good will remain, even though it was done prior to Islam. But the fact the person accepted Islam... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is such that the formatting is selective. It only formats that which is sinful and evil and that which is bad as for that which is good. It will be carried through and it will come still on the scales of the individual. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. A lot of us are unaware of this. And we think that when you accept Islam, you start with a clean slate. The reality is you start with a slate that is full of good deeds if you have had any, even though they were done prior to Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on all of us. 
So much so that the person who repents, the same thing happens for them. Because repentance also deletes the past. And the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it so beautifully that the mercy of Allah dictates that if you were to do good deeds after repentance, it is not enough for us only to forgive you. Let me explain that in different wording. When we do a bad deed and we say, Oh Allah, forgive me. And we are sincere, we regret it, we promise not to do it again. When we walk out, Allah says, I have forgiven you. But after that day, if we increase the good deeds that we have done, so Allah says, My servant, it is not enough for me only to forgive you, but all the bad that you have committed in the past, that I have already forgiven, I would like to recompensate all that by converting it into good deeds in a way that you will see the fruit of your tawbah, of your repentance. So Allah says, إِلَّا مَن تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَّحِيمًا After making mention of a whole host of sins, Allah says, The people deserve punishment who commit sins, but those who ask Allah's forgiveness and thereafter do good deeds. So there are two things. Taba wa amila salihan. Those who have asked Allah's forgiveness and they then do good deeds. Allah says, those people, we will convert the bad that they have done in the past into good deeds on the right side of the scale because Allah is most forgiving most merciful, amazing. How can we lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he tells us that what you have done in terms of bad, I wiped it out. But not only wipe out, now that you have done good deeds only after that, I've taken all the bad and converted it into good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and may he grant us goodness. Once the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa with his companions was passing by, there was a lady who was breastfeeding her child. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa wanted to explain how merciful Allah is. So he asks his companions, he says, Do you see this woman who is breastfeeding or suckling the little child, ever throwing that child into the fire? And immediately they said, No, it's not possible. When you see a mother who has had her own child, who is suckling that child, there is so much of cuddling, there is so much of mercy, there is so much of connection, there is so much of good relation and link, that you will never find that particular mother daring to think that she is going to throw the child into an inferno. Never. It won't happen. But, if we take an even closer look, we will come to realize that even if the child has to urinate on the mother, or vomit on the mother, that thought will not cross to say, let me throw the child into a fire. Although, what happened was terrible. What happened was maybe an embarrassment according to some conditions. But, the mother is still so merciful. So, the Prophet wasallam says, I want you to know, that Allah has much more mercy upon every one of you, than this woman can ever have on this particular child. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. My brothers and sisters, look at the mercy of Allah. Like I said, it brings a warmth to the heart. 
and the beautiful feeling that we owe our existence to Allah who is most forgiving and most merciful. Imagine if we had a Rabb who was just punishing us for every single thing we did without even having a door of repentance. What would have happened to us? We would be living a life full of doom. But Allah's mercy dictates that there is always a door of repentance opened. Please, my brothers and sisters, let us use that door. We will be able to enter Jannah by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are a few words that I have shared with you today in order to motivate yourselves and myself to be able to ask for the mercy of Allah, to be able to do deeds that will invoke the mercy of Allah, that will call upon that mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is indeed ghafoorun, rahimun, most forgiving, most merciful. All of us are aware of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to start off any deed, any good deed or any action with the term Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the most forgiving, most merciful. We utter that word or we should be uttering that sentence many times in the day. Whether it is in the salah or the prayer or whether it is as we are embarking or disembarking from our vehicles or eating or whatever else it is. The term Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is a very, very powerful sentence in the name of Allah, most forgiving, most merciful. Let us add one more thing to that sentence. Let us add a pause to think of what you have just said. A lot of us say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, not really thinking what it means, not really thinking how deep and powerful the statement is. From today, whenever we say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, we should pause for a moment. For a split moment to think, what did I just say or what am I saying? And you will find the mercy of Allah envelop your heart and your entire existence. It is only through the mercy of Allah that we are breathing. It is only to the, through the mercy of Allah that we are seated here in His house. It is only through the mercy of Allah that we have whatever we have. Oh man, do not look at the few issues and problems you might be going through in life and declare that your Rabb has no mercy. Never do that. Because there are millions of other things that we turned a blind eye against and we don't realize that it is only the mercy of Allah that has given us these items. Sometimes even that which is negative comes to us through the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He wants us to turn to Him. And He wants us to have a closer relation with Him. Some people never read salah. Some people never turn to Allah. Some people do not dress appropriately. But the mercy of Allah is so great that He inflicts them with a little bit of negativity. So something makes them come to the house of Allah to ask for prayers or to pray Himself asking Allah after a long life full of goodness when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicted the person with what they may term as difficulty. So that type of difficulty was actually the mercy of Allah. People have sickness sometimes out of the love of Allah because Allah says, My worshipper, you are not calling out to me. You are not turning to me. Let me do something to you out of my love that will bring you to my house, that will bring you closer to my worship. So suddenly we become sick. Suddenly we lose a child. Suddenly something happens to us. May Allah have mercy on us all. That is life. That is the way of life and the system of life. We need to get to paradise in order to taste what is the perfect everlasting life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that paradise through His mercy. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisairi al-muslimina fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. For more lectures, visit slhub.com.